You are Locked On 76ers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia 76ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Tuesday to you. It's Tuesday, May the 8th, and for Sixers fan and for the Sixers, I guess this is a great day, Mark. I have my man Mark Narducci with me before I start talking. I guess I got to introduce you. <laughs> but um, this is a great day because the 76ers won 103-92 in what would have been an elimination game for them. Um, right now, uh, they trail 1-3 uh, or 3-1, or however you want me to, to phrase it, to the Boston Celtics. And they're going to play in a key game five on Wednesday at TD Garden. But, Mark, this was a good game, and it was great because they had T.J. McConnell in the starting lineup who was the spark plug. Uh, There's no no question about it, Keith. He had 19 points. He was plus 18, and he's played great the whole playoffs. And, you know, give Brett Brown some credit. He's he's been criticized for sticking to his guns and everything like that. He sat down a struggling Robert Covington – Brought in McConnell, and McConnell was a spark every time he was in there. It took a little less pressure off Ben Simmons. He didn't have to handle all the time mm-hmm. there. And, and the other thing about TJ, an underrated part, not underrated by you because you've mentioned it a lot, his defense, and he really makes makes players work hard. I, I thought he, he made Rozier when he was on him. He was on a lot of different defenders. They had him on Tatum mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, but he did a good job, and, and and this will not be a bold prediction. He will be in that starting lineup again on Wednesday night. Oh, no question. I mean, when you think about it, you know, Brett Brown did something, I guess, that was smart. And, you know, people have been criticizing him a lot lately. Now, here's the thing. You have to start Ben Simmons. You know, Ben Simmons, you have to. Like, uh, no you know, question. He, he, he's the, one of the franchise players. But he's been struggling, Right. So then you take Robert Covington, who's been extremely inconsistent. Uh, he had another off-shooting night tonight. So, But T.J. McConnell's been a beast for him. Like, he's been the best point guard, you know, for on the team this series. Not saying he's the best point guard on the team, but against this matchup, he's been the best point guard. So what do you do? Like you said, you take the pressure off of Ben. Next thing you know, he had you have a a ball handler that frees Ben Simmons up, and the good thing about it is they both started. But I w- I was wondering like, okay, so what are you going to do when when you know they both get tired? Well, one would go to the bench, and then the other one would sub out the other one, and they kept playing it that way. So it was phenomenal. But McConnell, like, it's weird. Like you you, know, you look at TJ, and like you said, I always been a big fan of his, and I still am. But you look at him and how easy he's getting. He's dealing with Rozier. It's like Rozier is struggling against this guy. And Rozier keeps getting up into all the other guards. But with T.J. McConnell, I don't know what it is. is They just can't match his intensity, talking about the Boston Celtics. Keith, you could say, based on the minutes he's played, he's been their most effective player in this series. I don't think there's any question about it. There's no question. There's no question. He's been the the most effective player. I mean, you know, the funny thing is, and I hate to bring this up, I remember when TJ first came here 
and people were looking at him like, who is this guy? Like, right. you know, undrafted guy. And you would hear people yelling, you suck, TJ. You <laughs> suck. And then today, you look at it, they sub him out, and the crowd's chanting, yeah. TJ. And then, like, you know, he comes back in, and you hear, like, a huge, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking a fight broke out or something. And, you know, I'm typing. I look up, and I'm like, oh, TJ's coming back in. So for a guy like that, you are happy, you know, for him. But, um, yeah, he, he, he's been the most effective guy in this series for the 76ers. And you mentioned it earlier. He, he brought some toughness to this team. And I thought one of the most interesting things when talking to the Celtics after the game is you could almost reverse the quotes. Remember after game one where the Celtics uh, won convincingly uh-huh. and they were saying, and the Sixers were saying how tough this team was physically and all? The Celtics were saying that about the Sixers, how physically tough they were, mm-hmm. how uh, how they basically wanted it more mm-hmm. uh, on this evening. And it's interesting because we haven't heard that about the Sixers, about their toughness uh, Monday night we heard that, and you heard it from the opponents, so that's saying something. Exactly, and I, and I think it has a lot to do with McConnell. Now, here's the thing. The big question is, what is Boston going going to do? I mean, what is what you know what, what I mean? What are you know what is um, Boston going to do against T.J. McConnell for Game Five? Because, you know, they're going to make some huge adjustments now. Yeah, I, th- I think Rozier has got to step up on both ends of the court. TJ made it really hard for Rozier uh, when Rozier was trying to, trying to score. So I think, I think, and Rozier was one of the people talking after the game about they needed more intensity, they didn't match the Sixers. So I, I think they need better from him. The other thing they need, Keith, desperately, Al Horford, you can't have him taking just six shots. I mean, that's incredible that the Sixers held held him to that. He made four of them. If you're Boston, you've got to devise. I mean, you cannot have Aaron Bain shooting six three-pointers. I know he made two of them and everything. You're not going to live on that. And, no. and, and uh, so they've got to somehow, and even Horford was saying afterwards, they, they've got to figure a way. And he's a guy that doesn't force shots. He doesn't demand the ball. You've got to get him more than six. You're right. You're right. You're right. You have to get him more than six, but... You know, the thing is, the Sixers are going to have an, a tough one coming up. We we both know that. Um, it, it's going to be good. The good thing, I mean, it's going to be a good game. The good thing for the 76ers is that after the, the season they had, you know, at least they didn't get swept in the second uh, round. I mean, no and, question. No, no question. But And the other thing is, Keith, I really think that a team that goes up 3-0, the pressure's all on them. I mean, the Sixers can be loose as, quote, we have nothing to lose, we're playing with house money. Uh, I would not discount the Sixers uh, winning on Wednesday night. Really? Yeah. I, I, well, well that, I think it's going to be a tough one for them. I do. No I, I just think it's going to be tough because of that crowd. And I think Boston's going to have energy. I also, I mean, you know, energy. I also believe that you know when you beat a team three nothing, go up three zero, you kind of like get a little lax, you know. So I think it's going to be yep. tough for the Seventy Sixers. But again, you know what? That's why they play the game, and, and we'll see. But um, you know, I know the guys are happy that they get to extend the series. 
And uh, for us, we get to write about basketball games for a couple more days. But um, hey, y'all, I want to thank. I want first. I want to thank you, Mark, My for joining this podcast. Great. And I would love to thank y'all for listening. And have a great, great day. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.